How is your prayer life? If you are like most of us, it has seasons and sometimes lacks consistency. Prayer, faith, and holiness are key to reaching your destiny. Join Prophet Nanaseyo Pukusakori as he encourages the body of Christ to get closer to God in prayer. One of the nature of Christ is love. There are two things on earth that is so practiced in heaven. The language in heaven is faith and the character is love. Because God called the things which be not as though they were. So God obeyed by faith. When Jesus cast the fig tree and the disciples say, Master, the fig tree you cast is with away. He said, have faith in God. It means that the literal translation says, have the God kind of faith. The God kind of faith believes in what he said. In the book of Genesis, Genesis is the handiwork of God. Revelation and Ephesians talk about the predestiny or predictions of what is about to happen. Them that he predestined, he called. So God is an architect. The architect doesn't build, but he put the drawing on the paper for the builder to use the drawing to build. So God imagined how the world is going to be. And in Genesis, he started calling them. So you see two things there, and God said and God saw. And God said and God saw. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God said, let the sea come, and the sea came. So in the faith operation, you must say it and believe that you will see it. Prophet Nanaseo Pukuksakodie is an end-time season firebrand prophet and an evangelist with a unique preaching ministry, anchored on prayer. He teaches and prophesies the word of God with signs and wonders. And now, Prophet Nanase Opokusakodie. My preaching is more of a prayer point or prayer topic. I want to give you a major prayer topic in connection with the 100 days fasting and something I want you to pray about. It should be part of your major prayer point while we go through this fasting. Hallelujah. And I'm reading the scripture from Mark chapter 4 and I'm reading a very long scripture from verse number 3 all the way to verse number 20. Mark chapter 4 verse number 3 all the way to verse number 20. Jesus came and said hacking or listing. Behold, there went out a sower to sow and it came to pass As he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and the fowls of the air came and devoured it up. And some fell on the stony ground where it had no much earth, and immediately it sprang up because it has no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, it was scorched, and because it has no root, it withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no fruit. And, and other fell on good ground and did yield fruit that sprang up and increased and brought forth some thirty, some sixty, and some hundred. And he said unto them, He that has years to hear, let him hear. And when he was alone, they that were about him with the twelve asked him the parable. And he said unto them, Unto you it is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. But unto them that are without, 
all these things are done in parables. That seeing they may not see and not perceive and hearing they may not hear and not understand. Lest at any time they should be converted and and their sins should be forgiven them. And he said unto them, Know ye not this parable? And how then will ye know all parables? Know ye not this parable? Then how will you know all parables? The sower soweth the word. So this is the explanation of the parable. And these are they by the wayside. Where the word is sown. But when they have heard, Satan cometh immediately, paraphrasing, after church, and take away the word that was sown in their hearts. And these are they likewise which are sown in the stony ground, who, when they have heard the word, immediately receive the word with gladness, and have no root in themselves. And so endure but for a time. After when affliction or persecution arise for the word's sake, immediately they are offended. And these are they which are sown among tongues, such as hear the word and the curse of this world and the deceitfulness of riches and the lust of other things entering in choke the word and it becometh unfruitful. And these are they which are sown on good ground, such as hear the word and receive it and bring forth fruit, some thirtyfold, some sixtyfold, and some hundredfold. I want you to come back to verse number one. And if you permit me, I want to start reading from a new living translation which is one of my favorite translations among all of them once again Jesus began teaching by the lakeside and a very large crowd soon gathered around him so he got into a boat oh sorry okay let me take it from verse 3 let me take it from verse 3 sorry verse 3 listen a farmer went out to plant some seed as he scattered it across his field, some of the seed fell on the footpath and the birds came and ate it. Other seed fell on shallow soil with underlying rock. The seed, the seed sprouted quickly because the soil was shallow. But the, but the plant soon watered under a hot sun and since it didn't have deep root it died other seed fell among thorns that grew up and choked up out the tender plant so they produced no grain still other seed fell on a fertile soil and they sprouted grew and produced a crop that was 30 60 and even a hundred times as much as has been planted. Then he said, anyone with ears to hear, 
should listen and understand. Later, when Jesus was alone with the 12 disciples and with the other who were gathered around, they asked him what the parable meant. He replied, you are permitted to understand the secret of the kingdom of God, but I use parable for everything I say to outsiders so that the scripture might be fulfilled. When they see what I do, they will learn nothing. When they hear what I say, they will not understand. Otherwise, they will turn to me and be forgiven. Then Jesus said unto them, if you can't understand the meaning of this parable, how will you understand all the other parables? So the understanding of every parable or other parable is rooted in the parable of the sower. The farmer planted seed by, by taking God's word to others. The farmer planted seed by taking God's word to others. The farmer planted seed by taking God's word to others. The seed that fell on the footpath represent those who hear the message only to have Satan come at once and take it away. The seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy. But since they don't have deep root, they don't last long, they fell away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing God's word. The seed that fell among tongues represent others who hear God's word. But all too quickly, the message is crowded out by the worries of this life. The raw of wealth and the desire for other things so no fruit is produced. But all too quickly, and the seed that fell on the good soil represent those who hear them, who hear and accept God's word. They hear and accept God's word and produce a harvest of 30, 60, or even 100 times as much as had been planted. This parable of the sower was the first recorded parable that the Lord spoke of. So, it is a kind of a dispatch rider of all the parables. Interestingly, from Genesis all over to the Revelation, we have the first book, the five first, the five first book of the Bible written by Moses. Nobody spoke a parable in the Bible. The first person we heard speaking a parable was Jesus Christ. I define parable as a heavenly language that has earthly meaning. So Jesus is trying to paint a picture of the way heaven cities or things that happen in heaven that has interpretation on earth. And one of the most powerful parables he spoke is the parable of the sower. It is the first recorded parable in the Bible. And according to him, the sower goes out to sow the word. If you can come to New Living Translation and come to verse number 13 and keep it there. The sower sows the word. Jesus said, 
if you can understand the meaning of this parable, how will you understand the all other parables? Which means that the understanding of every other parable is impregnated to understanding this particular parable. And he started by saying that the seed is the gospel we preach. So when we come to church and as a man the puppet and I started preaching literally in the realms of the spirit. Now, let me say this before I go into details. Anytime Jesus Christ, when Jesus Christ came on earth, she tried to talk to people in the language that they will understand. And in attempting to explain what I mean by the language that they will understand. If you see Jesus say that a businessman or a merchandise was traveling and left capital for his servant, chances are that the people he's speaking to are businessmen. So when he's speaking that language, they would understand. Now, in the context of this one, it is possible the majority of the people there were farmers. So they will understand him when he's trying to explain the way the word of God is presented. And instead of going direct, because they are farmers and because they sow seed and they weed the ground, prepare the ground and sow seed, they will understand it in, const- in context of trying to relate it to people who have come to church and hearing the word of God. So Jesus is saying that. And I am sure with my little knowledge about farming, this particular one may be maybe maize farm. Because, uh, sorry, rice farm. Because in the maize farm, you actually have to dig the ground. You put the seed there and you cover it. But I have seen where they sow rice. And when they are having rice farm, they just take the seed like this and they threw there. So once I went to somewhere, I don't really remember exactly, but I happened to come to a place where the people are rice farm. And in attempt of planting the rice, they take it and they threw it. They take it and they threw it. They take it and they threw it. And so you see the rice grow and they come up. And so Jesus is explaining, and I'm trying to understand that in my even though the Bible specifically didn't say that it might be a rice farm. And Jesus said that when the farmer was sowing the rice, he was explaining the power when he said that he threw the rice and while he's throwing the rice, some of the rice fell by a roadside. And he said, when it fell by the roadside, the best of the earth came back and ate it. They came, the best. They eat the rice. Or whatever seed it is. Because Israel has different farming. And whilst he was throwing it, some fell by the rocky ground. It means that this is actually the ground. This is actually a rock. There was a little, um, what do we call it, sand on the rock. The maize fell on the rock. It's as if it has fallen on, on the soil. It began to germinate and it began to grow. The stem came up. But nobody can grow upwards unless he has to root downwards. And so, as it started growing, once it's in a tender form, the root is not deep, so it started growing. But as the root was going down for the crop to go up, it hit the rock and it died. It says some also fell by the thorns. It means that there was a particular tree, maybe in that time, that has all kinds of thorns around it. 
and as the root was coming, some of them happened to come in contact with the tongues. And as the tongues was growing, they probably penetrated like you have kind of penetrated a pea into something. And, and because of that penetration, they couldn't grow and then they also died. But he also went out and said that some of the seed fell on a very good ground and they produced fruit. And Jesus is relating this parable to different hearts of people listening to me as a ground. As you come to the house of God and the word of God is being preached. The Bible said there was not a different seed on the wayside. There was not a different seed on the ground. So, Pastor Elijah is a ground. Pastor Asian is a ground. They are all part of the farm. You are part of the farm. The person there is part of the farm. That over there is part of the farm. It is not God's responsibility to decide which nature of ground you want to be. It is not God's responsibility. No. Verse number 10, Jesus said unto them, if, thou, if you can understand the meaning of this parable, then you will not understand all other parables. And verse 14 says that, Jesus, the farmer planted the seed by taking God's word to others. So, as I'm standing here now, God has taken your father as a kind of a planter and he's speaking through me and as speaking through me, literally in the realms of the spirit, this one is a ground and I'm sowing seed. Now, this is it. Before I continue, I want to take you back to the book of Genesis. And when God was creating things, he just created them. He made one powerful statement that hmm, the, the, the life of the tree is in each seed. And so, you don't need to multiply the tree. I just have to plant one mango tree. And as a mango tree drops and grows and bears more fruit, the mango tree can multiply itself. So, he established a principle forever that it's only when the earth is cancelled. But while this earth remains, there is a cycle called seed time and harvest time. It means that your miracle is in your seed. Anybody that has a seed will surely have a harvest. And so, going back there, then it explains to you that everything multiplies itself. Number one, by the power and the principle of seed time and harvest time. And so the greatest attack on your life, the greatest attack, and let me put it a better way, one of the greatest attack the enemy can launch on you is to destroy your seed. That is why anytime you check the Bible, every attack of the devil to eliminate the next generation does not come on the woman. I don't care. I don't care what happened to the woman. Just make sure that every male child that is born, kill them. Kill all the male child. Leave the woman. Because if you can kill a woman's male, then you have denied the woman a seed to produce. So all that tax on the devil is very, very strategic. You could see the devil's hand in it. So Pharaoh said, kill all the men. Because 
every male carries a seed. And every male gives a woman the seed. And if the woman will receive the seed and fertilize the seed with his egg, he produces a harvest. And the devil said that, don't worry about the woman. I want to confuse them, render them seedless. And once I can do that by killing their men, they cannot produce. The farmer planted the seed by taking God's word to others. Exactly what I'm doing. And he went to say that the seed there fell on the footpath. So he's saying that whilst I'm planting the seed, there are a group of people listening to me. Their heart is footpath. I'm not too sure whether you are the one. It is a choice you have to make. So you can come to church and the kind of heart you brought to church is a heart Jesus calls it. And let me tell you something. If you think everybody can lie and everything can lie, not the word of God. So whether you believe it or not, what Jesus is saying is forever established. God cannot lie. God is saying that whilst you are sitting here, you can make your heart a kind of heart that is a seed fell on the wayside. And he said the seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message. So whilst I'm preaching, they will hear the message and they are hearing. There's no hearing problem. So the problem is not within the hearing. The problem has to do with their hearts. The problem is not the ear, it's the hearts. The ear will take the way. The ear will give it to the heart. Jesus said, they, they represent those who hear the message only to have Satan come at once, at once and take away the word. So there are people standing here. The moment I finish preaching, I say benediction, they step outside, the word is taken. What are the characteristics of the people that come to church and the word is taken away from them? One sign is that they don't grow. They don't grow. They don't grow. So I'm not surprised. They are living fornication. I'm not surprised. They are in adultery. I'm not surprised. They are in gossip. They are lying. They will talk about people they are not supposed to talk. Why? Because the word to stop those characters is not there. I am not surprised. They are married for 15 years and their wife has no sign of a testimony, of a change or development. They don't look like they are growing. They come to church. Some of them, they don't make sense. They are always at church. They are always at every program. But there is no physical development on their character. Because one day David said, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. So the reason for me not sin is that I was supposed to sin. But something inside me did not permit me. And that is the word of God. Now dear, Jesus is saying that the ones that are continuing sin, anytime we close church, the word, bam, Satan take it. So there are demons responsible. There are demons in here. And they have one assignment. Go to the church. Don't you can't because nothing, nothing can stop the word of God from coming. The entrance of God's word brings light. <laughs> he said, My word is like a hammer. Mm. He said he sent his word. Mm. But it is not enough for the word to be sent. Satan mm. said, I can't stop them from going to church. Mm. I can't stop them from listening to the word. But after they hear the word, go there, take it. Don't take their life. Take the word. When you can take the word, then we can send sickness on them. We can send poverty on them. 
we can send affliction on them. Once the word is there, when we send those things, it will not work. But if the word is not there, then our plans can be implemented. I pray for everybody here. That is a wayside ground. May the Lord change your hearts. The seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message. Only to have Satan come at once and represent. And he jumped to the next one. So this is like a group of people that are listening to me online, everywhere. They are there. Jesus said, they sit on the rocky soil. What is a rocky soil? That one. The farmer didn't even know that there was a rock on the ground. Because he didn't create the ground. But somewhere, somehow, there was some rock on the ground. The rock is as flat. It's as flat as probably, maybe, maybe, maybe um, this speaker was on the ground. The farmer thought that the soil on it is enough for him to plant. He planted the seed. And the Bible said that heart of people around here this morning and listening to me and every church and all over the body of Christ are the people. That is why people can be in church and they'll still be stealing. People can be in church and they'll still be lying and they'll still be gossiping and they'll forget. That is what you can, people can be in church and they'll this explain the character and the demonstration of your life. That is why you have come to church. We keep preaching and preaching but you have not stopped panicking. You are living with a woman that is not your wife but you have come to the place that you have a seared conscience because Satan makes sure that, not that you are not hearing the word. I am always amazed about people who have been in church for years and their life is not changing and they are not growing and they are not developing. It made pastoral work difficult because the joy of a pastor is that the sheep are growing. The joy of a man of God is that the people are growing. Let me tell you the characteristic. When people grow, their characteristic and their, their character changes. Certain things that they used to do, they stop doing it. So Neokusa said, the things I used to do, I do them no more. The places I used to go, I go there no more. But if I still come to church and I still go to the places I'm not supposed to go, then something is stealing the word. Jesus is explaining. And he told me something. He said, it has to be your prayer point and the prayer point for all these people you are leading that if you really desperately want me to bless them, push this word into them. I am not the one that is not blessing them. Satan is stealing the word. So the men that are in church that only look to their wife, the women that only look to their husband, the men that other women don't get attracted to them, the one who gave them bribe, they rejected it. It's not because they don't want it. Something inside them. Something that the enemy has no story. That's not permitted them. The one that are creating confusion in the church. The one that are in a group, they will scatter the group. The one that if the thing doesn't favor them, it must die. If the thing doesn't go their way, it must be destroyed. They even forget about the father is God's way. They even forget about, I was amazed about the people's character. And today the Lord told me that I want to give you the antidote. It's because when we finish preaching, oh Lord, I remember I preach about love. I keep preaching about, I keep preaching about, about, about holiness. I, it's almost in all my message. Preach love, holiness will come in. Preach faith, holiness will come in. Preach holiness will come in. But people still walk to me. Somebody came to me and said that I, 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 I'm surprised. I'm surprised. I was watching my husband Christ. I found condoms inside. I was surprised. And then we confronted. And, and the man doesn't miss church. The man is always at church. I don't talk. I say, Lord, what's going on? Is, is, is it a problem with me? The Lord said, no. There is no problem with the farmer. As I'm standing here, 
There is no problem with the word. There's no problem with the word because the word is, is the word from God. So there's no problem. There's problem with the heart receiving the word. And the heart is, 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 is a representative and in comparison, a ground that is receiving seed. What is the state of your heart? Jesus said, the seed on the rocky soil represent those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy. Those are the people that preach on. No. Those are the people that come to you and say, Daddy, today's word is for me. Daddy, I thank you so much. That they get joyful. The Bible said, the Bible, Jesus is saying that they receive the word with joy. They are so happy. This is my sure word. This is what I need to hear. This is the message. Hi, yeah, 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 yeah. They come out with joy. But Jesus said, that is not enough. This seems to be a little better than the first group. The first, when they received the word, immediately. These people, they took the word. They carry it home. They walk in it for some time. But because every blessings of God attracts satanic attention. Jesus said, the seed on the rocky ground, he said that, but since they don't have deep roots, do you mean by deep root, Jesus? Since they don't have deep root, they don't last long. So there is another cross of people in church that the word of God does not last long in them. They will still come back to the stage of the first group. If this message doesn't change you, nothing will change you again. You are in a rare apostasy. By the time I finish preaching this series and you are not changed, you will never change. If you are a fornicator here and by the time I finish this message, you still continue, then God knows that he cannot help you again. Any kind of character that I want to show you. See, they don't have deep roots. They don't last long. <laughs> they fell away as soon as they have problems. I used to think people leave church because they are offended. It's not offense alone. Something was missing that is what offense came. Because hear me. Hear me. There are people who are faced more than what you face and you run away and they are still sitting. It's as simple as that. And Jesus said, see they don't have depth. They don't last long. And he gives an explanation of why it doesn't last long. They fell away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing the word. So when you decide to believe God's word, you will be persecuted. Mm, let me go deeper. If you decide to go 100 days, some family members say, I know, so I don't know, no. Now, 100 days, and so they are what they call it. And then, then why I'm not quite 100 days? It's a persecution of the word. There are people in church, all they do is to sow bad seed into people's hearts. So, if your spirit man is not strong, by the time they finish with you, you have come back to their state because they are so winners. And they feed people into their soul. I was listening to a great man of God who was going to be with the Lord, a white man in America, and he said, I try to avoid listening to bad things about others so that it will not get into me and if God has covenanted me and them to do something, the devil will not use the word to cut me off from them. 
But you cannot also blame the people that are gossiping. We have to blame your hearts. That does not have depth. So when they speak those things, you get uprooted. Your father, Prophet Nana, I am too grounded in what I'm doing for anybody to uproot me from it. Too small for that. Serious matter. No. They don't have that. So when persecution and problem arise in the marriage, the first thing they think is divorce. Separation. They want to run away. They don't take good care of their wives. They attract all kinds of things. Let me tell you something. Don't marry a man who doesn't have word. Don't marry a woman who doesn't have word. I know you are looking for a nice Kia Picanto. I know you are looking for a nice Kia four-wheel drive. I know you want to see a two-bedroom house in Death Trafco. But among all those things, look whether he carry God's word. Hear me? I was raised by a woman. I never had fatherly love when I was growing. I made mistakes when I married. I did all kinds of crazy things. Sometimes, not crazy to the extent of your own. Maybe that could be a better husband. I used to talk to my wife and say, listen, if you're not happy, go. Go, go, go out of this marriage. I used to speak it. I used to say this. One day the Lord told me something. He said, you know what? You know what? You are missing something. Number one, you don't come from a family everybody marry and stay with a woman. So the authors of your background will start pursuing you. But whatever saved me and bring me to the place that I love my wife is the word. The word. I decided to take the word raw. It stabilized me. It corrected me. And it moved me about. This thing happened early times of my marriage. And then trying to come together with a young girl from this time and have my own expectations when you wake up, do this and that, that, and all that. And I saw that, no. Some people marry, eh? the expectation they have for their party, they themselves cannot meet it. Oh, this is how you don't like me, but I'm going to preach. I've seen pastors say that, wake up. One pastor wife told me, he said that, my husband will wake me up at 12 o'clock. He said, pray. And then he come and he says, I don't pray, I don't pray. He said, I don't pray, I don't pray. 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 I don't pray, you are not looking for a prayer warrior. You are looking for a wife. And you cannot force your wife to do things that God has not given you a grace to do. Honey, I'm going to preach until the heart of your ground changes. You are moving from a wayside. You are moving from a stony ground. And you are on your way to a fertile soil. Because the joy of this message at the end, what heaven spoke is that every heart they have that is wrong, it can be changed. It can be changed. Are you not tired of immaturity? Are you not tired of yourself? Sometimes you have to be angry about yourself. Sometimes you must meet. There are times I misbehave. And I go and stand in the mirror and say, and I say, you misbehave too much. You have to grow. This thing that you got angry, you shouldn't have gotten angry. There was a better way to say, stand in the mirror and talk to yourself. And stop always pointing fingers on others. Look at yourself and say, yo, you are too nasty. You are too mean. You are too cantankerous. Nana say, change, change, change. And point yourself in the mirror and say, I command you to change. The way your attitude is and the way you are, this kind of attitude towards your wife. If you are you, we will marry you.
your lack of submission and disrespect towards your husband. If you are a man, will you marry you? Ask yourself the question. What a joy is it to live with people who were immature, but they are growing in maturity. They used to shout, but they have stopped shouting. They used to scream, but they have stopped screaming. They used to insult, but they don't insult again. They used to do all kinds of things. The things I used to do, I do them no more. If any man is in Christ, he is a new creature. All things have passed away. Behold, I have grown in maturity. Little children, desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow. 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 When you grow, your home will be stabilized. When you grow, the things you get offended, you stop getting offended. Somebody sent me a text message that hit me and I developed message. People don't even know the value or giving them the opportunity to serve in God's house. Heaven spoke something and I pray for mercy for the person. Yeah? Every opportunity to do something in church is a privilege. Do you know something, girl? What I'm doing, I don't count it as a right. Sometimes I finish preaching. As people are delivered, I come and kneel down and say, and I say, Lord, thank you for the privilege. Who is me to stand before your people? There are better people than me. But you decide to use me. Forgive me of all my shortfalls and my weakness. And help me. If you make my life better, I'll bring honor to your name. And I'll get up. I don't count it as a right. I have never complained to God. Never. Never complained to God. The secret of men are in their stories. If you want to know the secret, go for the story. Don't ever sing in the choir and think that it's a, it's a right. And don't ever deceive yourself that when you are not there, nobody can do it. It is the greatest deception. There are mighty prophets who call fire from heaven. They can call fire. These are people who can shut heaven. They can say no rain and God will shut it. They can say rain and rain is coming. They can say fire. When they complain, God told the prophet, go and anoint a farmer to take your place. I am not even calling another prophet a farmer. And I will give him double your spirit. One day, I was working in Porter's Midnight. And the Lord said, this thing you are doing, I gave it to somebody. You refused to do it. And you became the substitute. If you mess around, I will substitute you. What is the state of your heart when you come to church? If you come to understand this particular message, you will not wake up 4.30 and go to work early and come to church late. Everything you do in life only rewards you in this life. Only the church takes you to eternity. So listen. By my obedience in responding to God's call, my obedience to decide I will stand and avail myself and preach, you are not just sitting here because you are sitting down with a nice and a nice dress to come to church. But this place you are sitting is preparing you for life without end. If you were not here, you would never have opportunity for that life. Many people would love to go to heaven 
but there's nobody to preach. They fell away as soon as they have problems or persecution or believing God's way. Take me to the next one. The seed that fell among tongues, among the tongues, represents others who hear God's word. Represent. I like the word represent. 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 Which one are you representing? That is what people write in church. Write. Somebody can step on their feet. I hear that one can walk. Right in church, people can fight right in church, they can mean right in church. I wonder how people pledge and not pay because the word is holy. So, you can come to church eh, and under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost, we are preaching, and God says, Let the people bring me a seed. And we take an infant, you came to collect it. You get back once that word is taken, you throw the envelope away. So, I'm showing you why you pledge and didn't pay. You know why you don't pay tight? It's not because you are stingy. The way to pay tight is not there. The way to pay tight has entered me. I can't eat my tight. It's not possible. Because the word will not permit it. Interestingly about this word, the Bible said one day heaven will not be there, earth will not be there, but this word will abide forever. Don't you want to hang around something? That will never pass. Hear this. The seed that fell among tongues represent others who hear God's word. And what happened when they hear? But all too quickly, all too quickly, the message is crowded, crowded out by the worries. Ah, worries of this life. Worries of this life. What am I going to eat? This coronavirus. I'm going to lose my job. Because in the corner, I'm going to lose my job. I'm going to lose Worries of this life. Worries of this life. Worries of this life. Worries of this life. The best of the head, they have no parents. Your heavenly father feeds them. And you, are you no more valuable than the best? The Bible says, be anxious of nothing. Philippians chapter 4 verse 6. Be anxious of nothing. Give me that scripture before you come to this place. Worries of this way. Don't worry about anything. Oh, give me different. Just roll out all the translation. I just want to read the first verse. Don't flirt or have any anxiety. Keep rowing them. That's amplified verse. Have no cares. Have no care. Don't wake up and care. Because you just have to cast your care upon me. Jesus said, I care. So there are two ways. Either you are carrying your cares or you are casting them on Christ. Have no cares. Don't wake up. Have no cares. Do, do not be anxious about anything. Jesus Christ. Don't worry about anything. It means that you can decide not you can decide to worry. It's your choice. It's your choice. It's your choice. But God said, don't worry about anything. Come back. Come back. Don't fret or worry. Don't fret or worry. Come back to come back to the book of Mark. And he said that the worries of this earth. The worries, the word is come, they come, but too quickly, the message is crowded out by the worries of this life. <laughs> come to the King James. I like uh, the, the way the King James put it. The curse of this world, curse of this world, and the deceitfulness of riches. I want to be a millionaire by force. 
And it doesn't matter. If, if I'm getting a contract and a politician wants to sleep with me and sign the contract, I'm ready. Deceitfulness of riches or suffering. If riches is not in the context of the way God wants you to have it, it becomes deception. It becomes very deceptive. Deceitfulness of riches. Deceitfulness of riches. The last of other things. The last of getting latest iPhone. To bring it to quiet practice so that everybody will see that you are the first to own that phone. But even though you are holding the phone, your ways are suffering. If you come to a church like this, sometimes I've seen some comments on Facebook. And you see, we are having church. People say, Is this church in Ghana? How many of you have seen that thing? Are these people Ghanaians? So if you come to a church like this, people look good, people dress good. You stand the chance of entering the spirit of competition. And you will not be content with what you have. And even though, stop clapping, let me give it to you. Even though you don't have the means, instead of repeating, it means that if you have three dress, wear this one Sunday, wear the other one the next Sunday, wear the other one the third Sunday, and come back to the other one. But if you want to get a fourth one and you don't have the means and you have entered competition, then you have to use any crooked means. Godliness with contentment. The Bible says it's great day. Some of the people you see them holding designer bags, they didn't start with designer bags. Life is in faces. Men are in sizes. Don't stretch yourself. You'll be torn into two. Because you don't have the word inside. You don't have the word inside. You don't have the word inside. This boy used to wake up 4 30 and go to Cantamantu and pick up first selection. I have been there. First selection at Bobloshi. Where despite used to have a shop, when you pass there, I know the place. I've been there. I have traveled. One day, a man taking me to a shop. And he said, Papa, I want to take you for shopping. When I went there, he said, Papa, these are the suits. When I saw one suit, I told the guy, what are the cheapest suits you have? He said, you want a cheap one? Follow me. When I went there, I saw $1,500. I said, ah, cheap. I didn't say. He said, yeah, these are the cheapest one we have. I said, ah. The guy told me, he said, Papa, you can take every one. I'll pay. I call you suit, mommy. You suit, mommy. I call you suit, Catch a question. free. Give me the money. We come with trip. Went to stand there and pay over ten thousand dollars. Let me draw or cash can my calculator bagans came. I tell we Dresses. 
the people holding designer bags, they've worked with organizations for 20 years. They take them to America on a course. They gave them per diem. Some of them, when they gave them hotel money, they went to stay with their cousins and pocket the money. To some shops in America, uh, 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 they call some shop Nima Marcus Sackfit. When they put their things there uh, and nobody buy, they take it to our other lower shop and they call it sales and they buy them. And when you Google it, the Google will give you expensive price, but their own was sales. And you are stretching yourself, you are disturbing yourself, you are in a stupid competition that nobody is even giving you attention. Who says somebody is watching your dress? Who cares about what you wear? Who cares about what you put on? Just live your life and please God. If what you wear is what gives you value, then you don't have value. The deceitfulness of riches, the loss of other things, I hope the shoe you are wearing is for you. I pray. That's a cross. I know I call sister. I know I call. Mami she will she in front of us. Sorry, mra. We are wearing other people's shoes. We are going to heal. No one's here. Now they are coming and coming to the sugar maker. Be no one here. The end of us are now sister. No one here. Obey me. She will call seno. And after that, you are fighting because of a borrowed shoe. Who do you want to impress? Who? Deceitfulness of riches. You don't have a place to lay your head. You are buying cars. This, so that you, to, you park your car there for them to know you to have a car. Deceitfulness of riches. You don't even understand priority. And you think we are just preaching? No. Wisdom is too high for the fool. You are either making wise decisions or foolish decisions. Cannot be neutral. You have ceased to pass through a particular road because your creditors are there. That woman, you borrow clothes. I mean, there's a funeral. You don't have money. You see, enchantoma. And you're by force. I don't have money. If you want to force me, give me the clothes. I'll wear. I don't have it. Anybody here borrowing to buy a dress, you are living beyond your means. And it can be a curse. A shoe is a shoe. It doesn't matter its price. As long as my foot is not on the floor. There are some of the people here, they can afford it. I want to meet my son. Come here, Evans. Come here. I was with him in America. He was walking. He bought a dress. 
I look at the dress. I went back to check the price. I said, hey, Akwawe. That Sunday he went to church. But he can afford it. So if you see him wearing something, you don't try to get one. When you are in Central University. He can afford. There are some ladies here. Whatever you see them wear. He have a sister being a brochure. And the sister has wear the thing and he's tired. Because some, th- some people uh, second hand things look new in their hands. out of this mess. I promise you, girl. I'm going to get you out of this mess. And I see you coming out of that mess. I see you coming out of that. I'm going to straighten your mind. And I'm going to eradicate your stinking thinking. And put some wisdom inside you. So that you will be sound and free. Sometimes, the things that you are drawing your blood to wear, nobody is even watching you. Who cares about you? Deceitfulness of other things. Because the word is not there. With all this coronavirus in Christism, you still want to do a loud wedding. Because that you know, me chairman, lockdown up a film kakra. He said, President said two hours, me chair about four hours, nothing my wedding. For what? Why do you want plenty of people to be in your marriage ceremony? No. And you daddy, didn't plenty of people come to your ceremony? I die in Christism, no a gem. With this guy, he's your fiancé. You are fornicating. Your night girl is in his room. What stop you from marrying? And the reason you are not married is that you want a kind of a wedding. Meanwhile, you are living like couples. What is your problem? Why do you want to live illegally? Where there is a place to live legal? Killing your spiritual life, killing your fire, walking in lukewarmness, not enjoying worship. You can live in sin and enjoy Holy Ghost. It's not possible. This is sin. If they come and they are robbing, and they say everybody should wear blue shoe and you don't have one, don't sink. Because let me tell you something. People are going to prosper in this church. Hear me? And when you see, yeah, if you go to the car park now, you can see that cars there has changed. 2020 registers car plenty. Is there? But it does not mean when you are not there, you are going to stretch yourself. Because listen, the devil can put you in a spirit of competition. Deceitfulness of riches and other things entering it choke the way and it become unfruitful. What choked the word? Deceitfulness. Worries. You are sitting here thinking about how am I going to pay my creditors tomorrow? 
my message has not come. Deceitfulness of riches. And you are under pressure. And those who are virgin are comfortable. They are there. If it doesn't come, they don't care. They only go and see the doctor. Doc, I feel my name. You that know what you did last two weeks. You are just under pressure. Stay. You are continuing to numni nim tree. No one know. Now the engineer brogum. No one know. One man Emma. Next time, no one who did it. Kaka. No one know Emma. And you are just drinking everything. Not there. One day, walk on baby. It has affected your kidney, your organs. Then you come to church. Let's pray. No, no, you are sowing wrong seed. And you are reaping. Deceitfulness of riches. The word is not in you. You can't even tell who impregnated you. You don't know which one. Deceitfulness of riches. Oh. One young girl told me something. said, Daddy, when we were in Lego, we were like villagers. These are our friends. When they go to the disco, they come. They throw money on the bed. They vote out. Oh, daddy. He said, one day, I was so broke. He told me a story because I went to preach at Vota Hall. You remember we went to preach there? I saw, I said, girl, and I put my pocket all the money. He said, daddy, that day, I knew you were a prophet, daddy. I don't know how I got to know you were there. I didn't even know because they only invited me to that hall. I put money, I said, daddy, what I will eat, I didn't have it. My friend returned. He came with over 50,000. He said, when I come, I said, follow us. You are just there, you are kife, kife. He said, daddy, after five years, I married with two children. When I met one of them, I couldn't even notice him. I told him, I said, this is the problem. He said, that's good. You see, there is a way that seems right to a man, but the end, but the end, but the end, but the end. Following God can be slow, but it is sure. Following God can be slow, but it is sure. And it is better to be slow and sure than to be fast and fall. Put your hands together for Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the privilege to greet this way. I'll continue next week. Stand to your feet. God bless you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this message. For further inquiries, contact World Prayer Center, P.O. Box, GP21421, Accra, or telephone, plus 233-303-413-703, or plus 233-303-413-705. Email us on info at wpcministries.org, or visit our website at www.wpcministries.org.